Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Good morning, Dan. Gentlemen, gentlemen, hey. I know it's it's tough times in Arkansas football land when I tune in and you guys are talking about the fair. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. real quick shout out. That's yes. what two and five gets you, Dan. Out. Yes. Yeah, real quick shout out to uh, I think the only official I ever liked. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Coleman, hey, Walt, how are you, sir? Hi, Dan, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Tell the, listen, he already said, Walt, uh, I mean, uh, Dan, he said, I got a story. Hey, said, hey, I, hey, hey Dan, my very first uh, my very first regular season game in the NFL, I was in Soldier Field. It was in 1989. It was the Bengals. Uh, Bengals were playing you guys. And uh, I, was on, I was on the line of scrimmage. And your buddy um, that uh, I think was just to the right of you, Richard Dent, uh, I don't know if you knew he liked to do this, but he during warm-ups now, during warm-ups, he came up to me and said, now, ref, I want you to know they are already holding me. They already <laughs> started holding me in warm-ups, and I want you to know that they cannot block me, so they have got to be holding me. So um, you you never tried using that line, but, but Richard did that all the time. Does that sound like him, Dan? That, 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 hey, to a T. Richard was... Hey, and maybe the reason that he was being empty was he was playing against one of the greatest offensive linemen in history, Anthony Munoz. Yes. The left oh, tackle wow, for yes. the Bengals. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Anthony, Anthony wasn't past getting a little sticky fingers himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, you guys were always complaining about that, so uh, – uh, I asked but, Dan. I asked him if I said, "Did you ever throw a flag on Hampton?" And, and he said, "Not to my recollection." No, 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 no. You know, and you know, and, and, and that kind of gets segues us to the Razorbacks. Let me let me just say this. You know, obviously, on every team, there's you know, ups and downs, trials, tribulations, all that stuff. I I've had two different people out of the NFL. One was Dave Wanstead. The other guy, I'm not going to mention, but. <laughs> they reached out to me this week, and they said, let me tell you something. We really like your coach, Pittman. We yeah. like him a lot. We just hate, hate that he's kind of in this little bit of a bind. You know what I'm saying? A four-game losing streak, it obviously wears on everyone, but probably nobody more than Sam Pittman. And I don't know what the groundswell is in Arkansas. Obviously, I'm not there. But all you got to do is go back. Who took? Who was running the the program when Sam got here? Chad, well, Chad Morris. Chad Morris, and a, a nine game losing streak. So you think four's bad? Just think back a few years. It can get worse. But <laughs> maybe this week is the week, and they should they should be able to bounce back at home. And I'm hoping they do. Well, we we have to uh, we have to point out, Dan, that uh, you know we call this Big Big Friday because we have you, Big Mark May, and Big Landon Jackson. So Landon Jackson, three and a half sacks against Bama, the highest sack total, uh, I think, in ten years, and the highest against an Alabama team in about fifteen years. So three and a half sacks, eleven total tackles. So um, big game for him. Hopefully, he, you know he's tasted that. You know, he, once you get that taste of that kind of success, you you want more. I would imagine. Well. And I hate to say it, that's the way it works. You, uh, you know, what was the movie Wall Street? Greed is a good thing, or whatever. I mean, <laughs> yes. hey, you know, you get one, two, three sacks. Let's get five. And and more than more than anything else, the team is screaming for leaders. You know, last right. year, yep. 
we the two linebackers, you know, they they were they were terrifically. We don't have a leader on defense right now. I mean, Paul is is somewhat, but he's he's yep. a, you know I yep. split in time and yep. you need a bell cow and maybe Landon and it was a terrific. I think it was SEC Player of the Week on defense. Yep. And yep. All those things are great, but what's really great is when you win, and hopefully he stays hungry and and you know has the same kind. A performance against the Bulldogs. It's crazy. I want to thank to uh, Metro Towing and Central Termite and Pest Control for sponsoring Dan. It's crazy, Dan, to think that Arkansas has not played at his home stadium in five weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, it's just absolutely nuts. So it, it will be nice to get home uh, and and play uh, in the, in the home stadium. Even though, again, it starts at eleven o'clock. Another eleven o'clock start. Guys, I, I really think I had. I don't know if I ever told this story, but I really think I had something to do with. The Razorbacks leaving the Southwest Conference, and Walt, maybe you've heard something about. But it was 1978, my senior year. We're down in Texas, and remember, in the Southwest Conference, we had to play all of our games against Texas schools without an Arkansas official, and and it was it was evident wherever we played. I mean, we never got any breaks, and Brink Rawls, uh, obviously the athletic director, my coach, my first two years. After the Texas game, where I there was a picture in the Arkansas Democrat on uh, Sunday morning, my helmet was in the quarterback McEachern's chest. The ball was still in his hand. He was throwing the ball, but they called roughing on it. It was an incompletion. They gave him first down inside the twenty, and they went ahead and found a way to score and beat us. And and I think that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. All those years, all those years, in Walt. When you broke into the, uh, weren't you in the, uh, the, uh, the Southwest Conference for a while? You couldn't do a Razorback game, correct, being from Arkansas? Well, actually, Dan, they changed the, because of um, Coach Holtz uh, and, and his complaints about always on being Texas. They changed the rule my first year that I got in the Southwest Conference. So in, in that 19- doesn't. 1984. Well, that didn't do me no good. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't do it didn't do a bit of good. But in 1984 is when they changed the run. That was the year that Hatfield, um, Coach Hatfield, became the coach. So when I got in the league, I was working Arkansas games, but also that also meant my dad was working Arkansas games. So we we both were working Arkansas games. Um, so they did they did change the rule and. They also never allowed anybody into the Southwest Conference who didn't live in Texas or Arkansas, and they changed that rule, and they brought officials in from Tennessee and some other states also because of that problem of, you know. But the, the issue I had with that, Dan, is an A&M graduate is not going to favor the University of Texas when they played Arkansas, you know. Or, or, exactly. So, but, but, but there were, there were only Texas officials in Arkansas games. Well, and, and a, when I saw the schedule this year, I was thinking shades of uh, you know that uh, that that time and place where it was always slanted against the Razorbacks. Four straight road games on the road against ranked SEC opponents. Who who thinks that's fair? Anybody? Raise your hand. Anybody? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, and that's the second time they've they messed us with the schedule. You know, when COVID, when we were only going to play conference games, you know, they were really nice to us. They gave us Georgia and and yeah, um, yeah. Oh, Florida. Yeah, or, I mean, brutal. they gave us the yeah. two best, two of the best teams from the East, east yep. to have to play. I mean, that that was a bad that wasn't, deal. That yeah. wasn't fair either. 
Um, so uh, we've, we've, we've got a, a question here that we could uh, give both of you guys. Somebody wanted to know, uh, asking you, Walt, what were the stadiums t- that were the loudest to you, the most impressive stadiums? Give me two or three. Same thing with you, Dan. Obviously, in addition to, you know, Chicago, your, your home field at Chicago, give me the three, two or three, Walt, uh, best facility stadiums in terms of noise. Go. Well, outdoors, it was Kansas City and Seattle. Okay. Those two were, Those were the cl- two, clearly from, the two best. From, from yeah, from, what about uh, indoor? Indoor, uh, probably Minnesota in the their old uh, indoor stadium. Gotcha. And then um, it would have been Seattle, but they never had a good enough team to you know <laughs> fill that place up because it was all concrete. And, you yeah, know that makes then. it bounce around. So, what about you, Dan? What what were the loudest stadiums that you played in uh, in addition to Chicago? Yeah, uh, those obviously were in the top four or five, but uh, the. You know, it was where the game was last night down in New Orleans at the Superdome. Oh, it yeah. was old. I mean, those folks, they were gassed up by game time. <laughs> I mean, they they left it. The, the, if the players didn't leave it on the field, the fans did. They <laughs> 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 uh, had a game last night, a good game last night, and um, uh, obviously you got a full slate. Do you have a, uh, a lock of the week for us this week? What was it last week? Yes, Rod? sir. I like three yeah. games. Yeah. Um, the Bears will be starting a free agent rookie from the college uh, called Shepard. You ever heard of it? Not neither me. Yeah, no, I, and, I do. I listen. No, no, he's the dude who won the Harlan Hill Award. Uh, Dan, one of our awards that we give in addition to yours is the Harlan Hill. It's, it's the small school Heisman Division Two from Shepard. That's him. Wow! How about that, and, guys? Guys. Guys, there's something about the kid, and I don't need to say Brock Purdy. I mean, he's one of those kind of kids that come out of nowhere. He knows, he understands the game, and it's like a chess game. If they're doubling here, there's somebody open there, and he he processes really good. He's six three. He's got a good frame. He throws the ball pretty well. He does not seem, you know, affected or scared, if you will, of uh, you know this opportunity. But he will start against the Raiders, but. His name is Tyson Bajan. I'm yep. sticking with the Bay, Bay, Bay. I'm taking Green Bay, um, uh, Tampa Bay, and my lock is the 49ers who got job by the officials last week. Yes, they did, Walt. Did you see that game? <laughs> no. There was 29, uh, there was 29 flags in that game. And, <laughs> wow. And, 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 and anyway, that, that triggered a, a response from uh, some of the owners in the league saying, well, okay, Enough's enough. We can't have a game that's stopped every, you know, 15 seconds. So I'm taking the 49ers to bounce back against the, the Vikings. The Vikings are so bad, we should have beat them with this, you know, this free agent rookie, but obviously we didn't. But I, 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 those are my, uh, my locks of the week Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and the 49ers. Do you think McCaffrey's going to play for the 49ers? I know he's I so, and, and and you know what? And, and I got to tell you, one of my pet peeves about the NFL, and and I think it's anything, and I tell my son this all the time: nothing happens without hard work. Okay, I mean, the NFL when I played it was, had a lot more hard workers than talented players because mm-hmm. I mean, the, the work ethic is still important in so many aspects of life. We don't see it like we did, but. Christian McCaffrey is one of those kids. He wants to play every down, every play. The, the Raiders has my favorite defensive player, uh, Max Crosby, a big defensive end, 
who has played every oh, yeah. single play He's thus impressive. far this year. Think about that. I mean, I, I'm sick of seeing these guys rush the passer two, three, four times and then tap their helmet. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a lot of hey, helmet tapping back when you were playing, Dan. You know, nobody tapped their helmets I mean, back then. It wasn't even a remote possibility. If hey, <laughs> this position, if it's 60 plays, great. If it's 90 plays, it doesn't matter. You still got to play. And anyway, like I said, Max Crosby uh, – it's going to have a big time against our offensive line, which is struggling, and we're playing musical chairs, much like the Razorbacks. One last thing about the Razorbacks. I did not realize this. Last year, the Razorbacks were seventh in the NC2A in rushing. Yes, seventh. yes. This year, we're 117. I know. Anybody want to know why you can't win a game? There you go. Yeah, oh it, is, it is absolutely stunning. As a matter of fact, K.J. Jefferson this time last year was sacked 10 times. Uh, with one interception this year at the same time he's been said this is stat also the day thirty times thirty sacks is what I was what I read the other day and, and uh, I think six interceptions so yeah been been a tough Woo! tough game but hopefully uh, hopefully this week we get back on track they've got to win this game there's this is a must win Dan you cannot lose it and then it gets you to some mo- momentum maybe you could somehow run all three or four wins here the last part of the season. Well, that's that's the plan, and make sure, Walt, you're down there talking to the officials before the game, spreading a little green around, <laughs> making sure we get spreading the, the green. <laughs> All right, Dan, thanks so much, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a great Dan. weekend. Good talking to you, Dan. Go home. Go home. Go there home. Is Dan thanks Hampton. to uh, Metro Touring and Central Termite and Pest Control. Hey, thank yeah. you, uh, folks, for doing that. Yeah, listen, that dude. I would imagine when you were calling his games, of course, he was he that 